Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's go! Welcome to This Lady Loves Sports Podcast with Pat Prescott. Sports. She knows it all and is here to talk about it. So get ready to hear sports talk in a way that you've never heard before. It's This Lady Loves Sports Podcast. And here's your host, Pat Prescott. This lady loves sports, and so does this guy who's sitting across the table from me. I'm Pat Prescott, joined by one of the most talented bassists on the planet, also just one of the most cool human beings I know, and that is Marcus Miller. Pat Prescott, how are you? buddy from New York. How you doing? That's right, from New York, from way back in New York. Yeah, we go way back. You were just Mm -hmm. a little kid when I first met you. You were working for a radio station called WRVR. That's right. You remember? I certainly do. Those were the good old days man that that station was something we played everything from Stevie Wonder Mm -hmm. to Pat Matheny Mm -hmm. to John Coltrane Mm -hmm. and Lester Young. That's and, right. I mean, it was That's all right. in there. Phyllis Hyman. Right. We just went all over the... And, and you guys influenced <laughs> us because, you know, we were young kids <laughs> listening to the radio. So we figured that must that's what the world of music is. It's a whole picture. It so. was pretty amazing. But it wasn't yeah. too long before we were playing your music mm. uh, with so many great artists, uh, Luther Vandross and Miles Davis and mm. just about everybody who matters to anybody. <laughs> Marcus Miller has played with them. You know, everything from f- funk to classical you got the whole thing happening man thank you but what you might not know about marcus is that he is a huge sports fan also of course yes indeed of course who's not a sports fan now growing up in new york of course you you know there are rules and fandom (laughs) you know now that marcus and i both relocated out to los angeles Mm -hmm. we have gotten a chance to see how both sides live (laughs) yeah you know i came out to la kind of hating on the lakers a little bit right you know because i was a knicks fan but you know i found some similarities in the whole la basketball world and the new york basketball world but i know recent events Mm -hmm. uh, have been really (laughs) shocking in the world of basketball let's talk a little bit about that do you think that the knicks will ever do anything ever again no i don't i'm getting worried (laughs) (laughs) i don't let me tell you, I was a diehard Knicks fan. Let me just go back. 1969 into 1970. I was a little kid, but... That was the year that the Jets with Joe Namath won the Super Bowl. The Mets. That the Mets mm-hmm. with Tommy Agee, Cleon Jones, Tom Seaver. Yep. They won the World Series. And the Knicks won with Willis <laughs> Reed and Walt Frazier. That was the great Willis Reed coming back from exactly. out of the locker room. Yes. One of the most dramatic moments ever in sports. So a lot of y'all are too young for that, but that locked me in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you had to choose in New York. They needed to know whether you were a Met fan <laughs> Or a Yankee fan, you know, because big cities with more than one team, you don't get to just root for your city. You have to choose sides. And I think that's what you're talking about with L.A., especially with basketball. So know? those were your choices. Well, I, you know, the started with the Mets, although in the late 70s, you had to give it up to Reggie Jackson and Thurman Munson and all those guys on the Yankees. The Yankees they, just got too exciting, and yeah. they just kind of took yeah. over. They took they took back over. They took, yeah, I mean? right, because they had it at first. They had it going on <laughs> in, in the 60s and all that. But 
Yeah, man. So I've been a, a fan of New York sports. But do you remember that year where the Knicks were about two steps away from the finals? 1994 it was. Do I remember it? You remember this? <laughs> yeah, are you still Do scarred? I remember it? I'm still <laughs> scarred. There, there are several things that have scarred me. Charles mm-hmm. Smith can't make a layup, tallest person on the team. Patrick Ewing just couldn't get that shot off. Yeah, th- that's the year that we moved to L.A. So I was kind of <laughs> ripe to make a transition. After and that, that was series. a good time to make a transition. After that situation, I was like, you know what? Let me see what's going on out here in L.A. Because it was painful for everybody. The, the Knicks are uh, not really taking advantage of that situation. Okay, so now I'm in L.A. And like, you, like you're saying, it's a good time to make a transition. Because all of a sudden, the Lakers are coming into their own. And, you know, uh, my wife and I, we got two boys, two girls. But one of the boys, Julian, he, he, he got crazy about it. So, you know, we were doing that father and son yelling at the TV thing with Kobe and Shaq. And uh, it was a whole nother chapter in my life. So I became a huge Laker fan, you know. Now, if the Knicks happened to get it together, I would easily switch back. And that's the thing that I find so interesting about yeah. Knicks fans, that we are like, we're just waiting yeah. for something to happen yeah. if Spike and Stephen A. don't have a coronary first. <laughs> because I feel bad for them. <laughs> I feel bad. I felt so bad for Spike. Let me tell you, mm. when they found out mm. that Kevin Durant wasn't yeah. going to New York. Oh, man. Oh, poor thing. Well, I don't know. I don't know. that It's been a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it seems like, uh, you know, for it to be such a huge market, it's a really, it's not just bad for New Yorkers, but for the whole league, you know, not to have a contender. It's getting a little interesting now because I think they might have a contender in New York with those Brooklyn yes. Nets. Yep. And here's the thing that I think people in L.A. can relate to uh, just <laughs> as people out on the East Coast. And that is that if you're a Laker fan or you're a Knicks fan, there is no way that you're cheering for the Nets or the Clippers. <laughs> it's just going to take a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you and I both know Alonzo Bowden, the comedian. Yes. You know? And Alonzo is one of those diehard Clipper fans. You know what I mean? From way back. and he's, Yes, he switched over to the Clippers because there were available tickets and they were way Because he could get tickets for a good price. <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> anyway, my problem with the Clippers is they've had so much talent. They really have the had years. a bunch of talent. I'm talking about Elton that. Brand. I'm talking about going back there. You know what I mean? And it just doesn't seem to matter. It just, for some reason... Uh, you know, for, yeah, for a Blake while it Griffin, was. Yeah, Griffin, Chris Paul. Oh, forget they it. They stole Chris Paul from the Lakers. Yeah, forget it. For, for a while, we, we <laughs> would blame the owner. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to make the financial investment in the team. But there's something about them, man, that I just haven't seen it. So Well, they're yeah. about to move to their own building, which mm-hmm. we have seen, and it is fantastic. Did you see it? We, they're showing some pictures now of what it's okay. going to look like. Okay. It looks pretty amazing. I'm sitting they, on the sidelines. They I certainly have an it. owner that loves them, and they also, oh, by the way, did I mention have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? <laughs> Who's my favorite player, Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, you got to love Kawhi. You got to love Kawhi. But, man, can he overcome that clip of jinx? We'll see. 
What do you think, Pat? We shall see. I tell you what, I think that basketball in L.A. is going to be more interesting than ever. Because wherever you live, you know, without having to pay anything extra, you get to see your home teams all Mm -hmm. the time. And if one of your home teams is the Lakers with Mm -hmm. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And and they put together a nice little squad around Mm -hmm. those fellas, too. Uh, And then your other team is Kawhi Leonard Mm. with Paul George and those Mm. that great Clipper team we saw of no-name people. Exactly. last year yeah they were doing work they I, I, were doing yeah. work and and they got uh jerry west did you mention that that he's on that side of the street and also doc rivers i'm you know okay well you i want to see him mess that up really hey, i, I can't what? imagine it i could switch over temporarily you may be forced mm-hmm. to at I some point because jerry west is the man you know <laughs> as a player and as a gm you know he's He's very talented, and he put together some incredible teams for Los Angeles. Hey, he's put together some incredible teams. He put together that Memphis Grizzlies team. Mm-hmm. He oh, had yeah. his hand in that whole uh, Warriors thing. Mm-hmm. And every, anybody that thinks the Warriors are just going to go away, it's funny to me how they think mm. that uh, how people want to write off the Warriors now because they they were they some, were the best team in basketball before KD. Thank you. Right. And, you know, motivation does a lot of things in sports. You notice that you can get the best performance sometimes out of an underachieving team if they are just motivated properly. Not even just under, <laughs> underachieving. Like Michael Jordan would look things to get pissed uh-huh. off about. You look for him. You know, what can I be angry about? Give me a newspaper. Let me see if somebody wrote something to get me angry <laughs> and get me motivated. You that, know, that kind of helps. Yeah. Well, talking about basketball before we, we switch over, because I want to talk about football a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to talk to you a little bit about some tennis as well (laughs) but um uh one of our dear friends who we missed dreadfully and Mm -hmm. uh, who i know was somebody really special to you Mm -hmm. was also a great basketball player and that of course is wayman tisdale tis and and i've always found it interesting marcus how it looks like to me like musicians want to be athletes athletes want to be musicians (laughs) well look (laughs) look if you come from around the way um there were only a few opportunities that you saw. I mean, there were plenty of opportunities, but the ones that were right in front of you were, you know, to be an athlete or to be a musician. You know what I mean? Nowadays, it's an athlete or a rapper. Yeah. You know what I and mean? And this was the success, you're right, we were most exposed to. That's what we were exposed to. So, you know, once, you know, you became a well-known musician or a well-known athlete, you still respected the other side. You know what I mean? So all the all the musicians, you know, they had their sport that they were into, and if somebody had said, "Hey, man, you know, uh, you want to spend a day in the in the Knicks locker room," you'd be like, "Absolutely," you know. So, uh, Tiz, one day, I got a call from Wayman Tisdale's manager. Mm-hmm. He said, "Do you know who Wayman Tisdale is?" I said, "Yeah, man, Oklahoma, <laughs> you know, all American, blah blah blah." And he says, "Well, he's a huge fan of yours, and he would like to meet you." So, when he was on the Pacers, the Indiana Pacers at the time, he said. When the Pacers come to town, he's going to look you up. I said, absolutely, man. So uh, he says, uh, okay, so I was I was in the studio working on a Roberta Flack record, and the manager calls, and the agent calls and says, hey, Wayman's coming down to visit you. He's And then he started to describe Wayman so that I'd recognize him. I said, dude, you don't need to describe Wayman Tizza. I'll just look for the dude who's ducking to get under the door. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, he came in, and, you know, he was like a huge fan of music, you know, like, huge fan of the bass which was my instrument you know and so we we just became best friends right away and and the problem was all he wanted to talk about was music and i had no interest in talking about music with him because all i wanted to talk about was basketball what's it like <laughs> to be in the nba man what's michael jordan like you know how do you guard 
Charles Oakley. You know, I, I wanted to know that stuff. So we would just take turns just, you know, firing questions at each other. And um, the thing I really liked about him was that he um, he had the most incredible spirit. You know, he had a spirit. Wayman Tizzo had a spirit that made me think that he'd never really be fit to be a professional athlete. Shaq, too. Too nice. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? I know athletes, you know, I know they're, they're like type A killer personalities, you know, they, they put their, their foot on your neck and they keep it there. You know, that's just yeah, Kobe, Michael. Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those guys, you know what I mean? And so for Shaq, you know, who's just the nicest guy, you know what I mean? Or Tisdale, like how are they doing it? But they were so talented that they didn't have to change their personality to be successful in the league. And that was really impressive. Wayman was just, he was just a beautiful guy, man. And, you know, um, it was really cool. And he was he was legit multi talented because he he developed a style on his bass. I mean, he played the bass like a guitar. Mm-hmm. And when he told us that you know he was not really trained, that he just picked it up and learned it himself, left handed, mm-hmm. and and all of that, that makes it even more remarkable because that's nothing but a gift from God, right there. Yeah, he told me. You know, I play a little bass. That's what he said. You know what I mean? And so uh, first few years of our relationship, it was cool, you know, because everybody plays a little something. You know what I mean? Um, and then he says to me one one day, hey, man, can you put an extra bass on my album? I'm going, what album? Were you making an album? <laughs> he said, yeah, man. And, you know, I decided I want to make an album. This is towards the end of his basketball career. So he sent me the tapes. I'm saying, is this you playing the bass? <laughs> I said, man, you didn't tell me you could play like this. So he said, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, his father was a really famous minister in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, you know, he was playing in the church band. You know what I mean? Uh, in Tulsa, it was difficult to find an instrument that was made specifically for a left-hander. So he Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Just took a right-handed bass and turned it upside down and was playing it backwards. He didn't know any better, you know. And uh, he's just a natural, soulful guy. He got that Oklahoma swing, you know, that Gap Band feeling to his music, you know. And I keep slipping into present tense when I talk about him, man, because I miss him so bad. But he was just, and then he keep asking me, man, what do I need to do? What's the secret? And I said, wait, you serious about being a bass player? You know, he says, yeah, man. I said, well, all you got to do is figure out how to get that personality of yours to come through your bass. If you can do that, you, I guarantee you, you're going to be a success. Don't worry about trying to be deep and, you know, like a Stanley Clark or somebody like that. Just be you. And that's what he did, man. And I'll never forget, uh, right after uh, 9-11, they had a big concert here. In L.A. I think it was at the Forum. That was the Waves concert. That was you guys' concert. The Wave of Peace. Wave of Peace. And I'll never forget, man, Wayman, he played an Earth, Wind & Fire song called Can't Hide Love. Mm -hmm. And he had that whole place just vibing together, man. And I said, man, he did it. Then I went to the gym and started working on my crossover. (laughs) 
I'm like, this is ridiculous. Good luck with that, brother. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Though I have seen you play a little bit of basketball. I know you all you all play sometimes on the cruise. I'll yes. never forget uh, uh, Reggie, my boyfriend, always reminds me of how he says, Marcus is one of the few people who was there mm-hmm. the day that the ship was rocking back and forth. Man, Nobody could even find I don't the understand how Reggie, <laughs> your boyfriend, hit these shots, Pat. Okay. Think about it. We're on the we're on the smooth jazz cruise, and the basketball court is at the very top of the ship. Okay, so the wind is blowing crazy. You know, so you know it's shaky up there at best. Yes. When it's calm, that's yes. where you're going to find some breezes. Up exactly, there. Mm-hmm. exactly. And Reggie is just hitting these shots. And I'm going. How are you? How are you doing? It's like he was shooting it like twelve feet to the left, and then the wind would blow it into the basket. <laughs> because he calculated. Yeah, he's a mathematician. Okay, he was calculating. So he put his finger. You know, he wet. <laughs> he wet his finger and held it up to, to see which way the wind was blowing. Randy anyway. said, "As long as he doesn't have to run, he's good." He, you know, he, Pat, he wasn't doing a whole lot of running. He said, "If I can stand in one shot and sh- in one place, he was standing shoot. there in one place, clapping his hand, pass me the it. ball." <laughs> but he always held, tells me, "As Mark." Because Marcus yes. was there, he I knows. Was, I was there. I have to admit. But that's fun. But people get hurt up there, man. Y'all, yes. y'all got to stop playing the basketball. I, well, no more, no more full out games because you know a couple of people actually got injured. Yeah, remember you know? Mark Markel, Markwell yeah. got Markwell. Yeah. really hurt. I ACL. mean, it was yeah. you know because this is the thing. You you guys are too old for this now. No, we ain't. <laughs> <laughs> and you got real jobs where you have to play music That's a little the problem. bit later on. You know on what I mean? That. Like they they uh you know, every basketball coach will tell you when you're playing defense, don't reach. You know, don't stick your hands out there and reach. They don't have to tell us that because we're not sticking our hands nowhere. I you know what I mean? You. Because it's too dangerous, you know. All right, so let's talk about football now. Who's your football team? Rams. <laughs> Hey, they look good to me. They they look real good. Now yeah. I'm a Giants fan. Yes, let us pray. Yes, see? the Giants are starting to look like the Knicks a little bit to me. <laughs> so what's going on? What do you think is going on? I don't know what's going on. It must be something in the water in New York that's ruining things for people. I like yeah. the way that I like the way the Yankees look. Yes, right Yankees, now I Yankees I liked the way the Mets looked at the beginning yes. of the season. Yes. Well, you know what? The problem is. Um, and it's the same thing with Kawhi. You know, I was talking about um, about the Clippers and their history. And these new players, they don't care about the history. They say, well, don't talk to me about Elton Brand. You know they, what I mean? Elton Brand is history yeah, now. Ooh. It is, right? <laughs> We're in trouble. <laughs> I know. Don't talk to me. You know what? This is a new day. I'm here to do my thing. I'm not going to let any, like, history affect me. And, and I think um, all these athletes, you have to have that mentality. Yeah. You can't walk in there talking about, whoa. I wonder if I can overcome this. Yeah. Know. All you got to overcome is the guy in front of you. Yeah, you know? but I do think that you need to be aware of that history. That That's where the pride in playing comes from. That's <laughs> the greatest lessons you learn. You know, you look at people like LeBron uh, and Kawhi, who mm-hmm. will sit at the feet of some of these older guys and, mm-hmm. and really talk to them. They know who they are. They know. And you can see it. Everything now is on YouTube. It's just yes. go on there and you can see people who are your coach now that they, mm. yeah he really did have a, a nasty crossover yeah <laughs> before it was just talk you know what i mean and you're like okay whatever you know now there's real proof to it yeah. too yeah. but i guess like in in sports just like in music and any other field you know you got to make room for the new folks yeah you you, you know? have to you have to realize that you know Time moves on. Yeah, as Charles Barkley famously said, you know, Father Time is undefeated. Undefeated. Happens all the time. Never lost. But, you know, I think that um, the other thing to consider that the athletes do have to take into consideration is the pressure from 
playing in a town like New York. Yes. You know, which is ruthless. Or Los you know Angeles. I mean? Or, or yeah. L.A. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a whole different thing. If you play in a smaller town, there's so much love and appreciation for the team. Whether you're good or not. Whether you're good or not. You know what I mean? That you can, it's a different kind of existence. But if you play in New York, you know, on Tuesday they love you, on Wednesday, you know, the the, the headline of the New York Post is that you're a bum. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like a, it's a whole different existence you know? yeah it will th- it is very good for you to be grounded yes. you know to know who you are and to have great self-esteem and i think also to to have a little bit of a life i mean mm-hmm. to not let as much as it's important that you give your all to what it is that you're doing mm-hmm. i think that you need to also give something to yourself in terms of having a balanced life well if you can have and this is not just in sports if you can have some support you know some people who love you whether you got a ball in your hand. As they say, irregardless. Yeah, irregardless, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if, you can have, if you're going to have people who, who love you and support you, that's really important. Otherwise, you go home to nothingness, and then you live for what you get out in the public. And that's, yeah. not, just, that's not just sports. I know entertainers, man, who, who if they didn't win the Grammy, there was nothing else that they had. You know, like Grammy night, and they, they came home, they didn't win, and they don't have any family or anybody who loves them like really, you know, unconditionally loves them. And it's just devastating because there's nothing to balance you out. So I think And they don't even realize they're in the top five. I mean, yeah. it's only four other people that were nominated think in there it. with you out of all the artists. Think that about it, it. When people say it is an honor to be nominated, it really kind of is. Yeah, and yeah. you got to remember all the people who you admire who never won a Grammy or didn't win it till like way, way at the back of their career, mm-hmm. you know? Or never won a championship, you know, yeah. your Charles Barkley's and yeah. Patrick Ewing's and all of these great, great players, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So much of it is not in your control. It really isn't. That's, and that's the way life is. Mm-hmm. But I did want to talk the last thing, and it, it kind of connects, too, with what we we're talking about, about the about Father Time being undefeated. And mm-hmm. the, we have some greats in every sport. And I'm thinking right now about tennis, about Serena Williams, mm-hmm. and about Roger Federer. Mm-hmm. Both the same age, mm-hmm. both uh, just uh, you know going for records to break. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, if, if neither one of them did another thing in their life, yeah. as far as I'm concerned... You know, I think they both could be considered the GOAT. Still on, on Mount Rushmore, absolutely. You know, but it mm-hmm. is fascinating watching Serena go for this 24 and not being able to make it. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. This is what I see, Marcus. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, oh, she can't, she can't win. But she's making it to every final. Right. Right. Do you know how hard it is right. how to many make people it are behind to the her? final yeah, exactly. of a major... T- I mean, just to get there. And it seems like it's something psychological. It kind of seems yeah. like it's in her head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, her her mind uh, has always been a really potent tool for her, you know, because when, when she was sharp, you know, she was a fighter and a battler. I mean, physically, she's just incredible. But her mind was always a difference, in my opinion, you know. Yeah, I think that was why she she ended up being better than Venus. I think that she's got the mentality, Mental that thing. killer instinct that you were talking about before that mm-hmm. Kobe and Michael and those guys had. Mm-hmm. Did you see, I just saw a special on the plane coming back from Europe, and it was the Federer-Nadal match, <laughs> okay? And they broke it down, man. It was and, unbelievable. And if, if you have a minute to see this documentary, um, check it out, because just to see the mental thing, you know, and it's a whole nother level tennis, you know, because um, if I'm playing with my band and I'm having an off night, 
I can throw it over to the drums, that drum solo or, you know, guitar <laughs> solo or something. You know what I mean? If you're a boxer, it's just you. You know, you hit the guy with your best shot and he doesn't move. There's nobody to pass the ball to. OK, nobody to hand off to. But you still get to talk to your trainer in between exactly. rounds. Exactly. In tennis, you don't even get to talk it's to your trainer. It's just you. It's just you. And if you try to, you could get in the pro- have a lot of problems. Even if you don't try to, if they think yeah. you're trained, you're yeah. If he's scratching his right, right face, right side of his face, you know, is that a signal? Yeah, you know, well, we, we saw what happened to Serena. Exactly. And he was open last year. Exactly. But um, I tell you, I just have so much respect for them because they are playing now for history, even though they've already yes. made it. Yes. <laughs> and the hardest part for an athlete, I mean, for a musician, we got Herbie Hancock, Wayne Shorter, you know. Uh, 70, 80 years old, okay, continuing because there's no time, there's no shelf life on that kind of talent. But as an athlete, man, you know, we remember Jim Brown who just said, yeah, I'm done at the height. I mean, no one, he was still unstoppable when when he mm-hmm. just decided. Barry Sanders too. Yeah, yeah Barry, Barry know, Sanders. Another yeah. example. That's that. right, Barry Sanders. But that's almost impossible. Those are the only two people I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody else stays just a little longer than maybe you would want to see him. I mm-hmm. remember when I was a, a kid, Willie Mays came oh, to the Mets. I remember that, too. <laughs> remember that? Mm-hmm. I wasn't even young enough to know how difficult it was. I was just so happy to see him because he'd been on San Francisco Giants for many years exactly. at that point. I was just so happy to see him. But what older people said, man, it's just really depressing you become a shadow of yourself yeah, yeah. but difficult. you know you gotta you have to know when to lead the party you know you gotta know uh that other people are coming on and and looking at tennis i don't know if you got a chance to see coco golf in mm. at wimbledon mm. with her fabulous 15 year old self mm. so mm. centered and s- what an incredible young lady i think that the future of tennis is in good hands and not just her there were a bunch of little young girls no, that are were. coming out from america now who i think are great players it gave you a sense that yes the page just turning Absolutely. but that was magical Oof. watching that run i can't wait to see what's going to happen in the future there Oof. and it's going to be all mental makes Pat. life interesting it's going to be all <laughs> mental like can can you handle it can you handle all them all those cameras and can you keep yourself grounded you know i really believe that that's the uh, one of the most important ingredients yeah well you check out her mom and dad you oh, know yeah. and i think they're doing a fantastic job with her uh, but i knew you would be fun to, to have on my podcast Woo. because we've had some great conversations in the past about this Okay, so yeah. which which uh, group are you going to? Uh, which team, Clippers or Lakers, this year? Who I'm, you gonna start I'm with, with the Lakers. You're gonna be with the Lakers. I'm with the okay. Lakers. All right. I love LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to be able to cheer for him now. <laughs> Think about you know what you know what I was thinking about the other day in Cleveland when LeBron was on the Cavaliers. Every time there was a home game, that whole area surrounding the arena was buzzing. All the store owners. The shop owners, the restaurant owners, they were just doing crazy business. Uh, if you looked up in the upper rafters, there were television cameras from all around the world because it was LeBron James. The guy meant so much to the city of Cleveland, you know. But I tell you, this is when I really fell in love with him, when he went back home mm-hmm. and he actually brought them a championship. Sure that did. is not, that's like Serena going to the finals every yeah. time. Yeah. That is not an easy thing to do, what this man has done. And he almost beat the, the, the Warriors on his own uh, a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he, he, right. he was fighting, you know, just by himself. You know, he almost made it happen. So he, 
He's a truly gifted individual. Yeah, he's a truly yeah. gifted individual and somebody who's really got a big heart mm-hmm. and who cares about other people and who cares about the legacy of mm-hmm. his sport and everything. Kind of reminds me a little bit of you, Marcus, because <laughs> you got all that going on, too, in your hey, world. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? His stage is a lot bigger. You know what I mean? And um, that's a lot. It's a lot of weight. You know, it's a lot of weight to carry. But he's he's doing a fantastic job. You know, people gave him so much uh flack for saying I'm taking my talents to South Beach. You know. I'm going, man, have you seen everything else he's doing? Thank you. He's doing stuff that you don't even know he's doing. Thank you. you. And he continued to do so much in that uh, Cleveland community even when he wasn't there. Exactly. But what he did by going home, I'm telling you, that was when to me I felt he hung the moon. The guy's something. I'm sticking with LeBron. All right. We'll see what happens. Come on, AD. We just need you to help out. Come on, man. We'll have to talk about this some more after yes. the season is over. But yeah, we'll, we'll do a recap. It's always a delight <laughs> to speak to world-class bassist Marcus Miller. All right. Thanks so much for being here, Marcus. Thanks, Pat. I'm Pat Prescott. This lady loves sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.